Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Welcome to Talk Business with Audrey. Audrey. Hosted by Audrey Bell Carney. The show that helps everyday people turn their big ideas into successful businesses so that they can live the boss life. Sit back and take notes. Sit back and take notes. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Talk Business with Audrey. It's been a minute, y'all. It's been a minute. And I've been busy, but I'm happy to be here today. My guest today is Miss Sanja Matt. So listen, is it Matt here or Matt here? Because I've been saying Matt Mad- here. It's Madere. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Madere. It's a French. We, we've been all yeah. saying it wrong. So <laughs> it's, it's okay. Madere. It happens all the time. And it's so funny because my daughter says, um, so my daughter is, um, she told me she's had, she has a meeting with you guys. And I was like, Sandra, she's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure she said her name was Sandy. I said, well, she says, she says, Sandra, I says, Sandra, and you, she told you, Sandy, I'm sure it's all of them. It depends like it's the all title, them. right? Yes, exactly. It's been called them all. My name, Sandy's my nickname. So, you know, it's in, it's whatever you want to call me. That's Listen, nice. Listen, I want to thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have a, one of my good friends. Her name is Sandra. Her sister called her Sandra. Mm-hmm. I call her Sandra. Mm-hmm. All of my friends call her Sandra, but her family calls her Sandra. And so I'm just used to saying Sandra. So. Um, uh, but I'll thank you them. for accepting me calling Sandra. Sandra. Yeah, so listen, I'm so excited you. y'all have um, Sandra here with me. She is an amazing photographer. Um, she's also a member of the Gwinnett Women's Chamber of Commerce. And it's been a minute since I've done a Talk Business with Audrey episode. That's about to change because we have some amazing women in the chamber. And we're going to be bringing them to you back to back, baby. Back to back. They're coming back to back. But today I got a great one here. Um, let me tell y'all something. So we were at a we were at a meeting. And, and Sandra pulled out this brochure. That's her marketing brochure. That that took over the entire meeting. It, we stopped doing everything we were doing because the brochure was so nice. And I had never seen anything like it. And But when I tell you presentation matters, it does. Because when people, people like beauty. I don't care who they are. They like beauty. And that's what she does. She makes people beautiful. She makes their brand stand out. She makes their events stand out. So I'm happy to have you. So um, we're going to do some little some little background stuff first. So tell us a little bit about who you are. I know you're from New York. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm from New York. New York, Queens, Jackson Heights specifically. I grew up there Um, and I've moved around a little bit. And after I started dating my husband, we moved around with Connecticut, New Jersey, then South Florida. And now we're here in Atlanta. What part of 
Jersey because I, you know, I grew up. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an original George Pete, but I grew up in mm -hmm. Jersey. What part of Jersey did you live in? Bayonne. They have yeah. family in Bayonne. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a it's a great it little is. community over there. It is. It is nice. Hudson over there in Hudson County is really nice over there. Mm -hmm. um, the Hudson River is there. You know, um, Weehawken and all. I used to go to Weehawken just to hang out in Hoboken, just to kind of hang out by the water yes. in Jersey City. Yes, us too. Jersey hang City. Yes. Hus I used yeah, to work really in Hudson nice. County too. So, so now oh, listen. Wow. Um, you do some amazing work, and um, how did you get into photography? Well, well, um, I was always that kid with the camera in school. It was a disposable camera back then because that's what what I had, um, and it was just always a hobby. And then in two thousand eight, when the recession hit, I got laid off from corporate. I was working at a major investment bank in Wall Street, and um, my friends were like, "This is your opportunity for you to." try the photography and I was like oh well maybe and then a week later one of them introduced me to a friend of theirs and he happened to be a photographer and he invited me to assist him or go with him to shoot fashion week New York City fashion week nice and I that was like one it was almost like a sign you know and when I saw that I was like well maybe maybe okay yeah of course I'll do it that was a dream come true because I love fashion that's why I love photography and I ended up going to fashion week for five seasons um, wow. Just so like, you know, like maybe a few years of that. And um, what I really loved was doing fashion shoots. But the fashion and photography industry is very, very competitive. And um, what I wanted to do was actually give that fashion shoot experience to everyday women. Wow. So now coming from corporate, um, I've been an entrepreneur for quite a long time. And I know when you leave your, your nine to five where the money is steady, it's a little bit hard to make that leap. But you were kind of forced to make that leap. How was the adjustment? Because I know having that steady, mm -hmm. steady paycheck mm -hmm. coming in and then you have to go out on mm -hmm. your own. That could be a huge adjustment. How was that adjustment for you? It was difficult. It was very hard. It's very hard. Honestly, it took years to really learn how to run my own business and made a lot of mistakes. Um, I, re I, I probably would do things differently, you know, but it takes the experience to realize you need to do things differently, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was different. You know, I think it helped me in many ways. First of all, having that corporate background experience, um, because the way I present myself in my business is a little bit different. Um, not, well, I don't say completely different, but it's a little bit different than what most freelancers probably would do or um, people running their own business because I have that experience. So it helped. But yes, learning to price myself, uh, sales, uh, value myself. That was, you know, that's a whole other thing they don't tell you about when you're starting a business. When you when you did the five years uh, with the fashion um for uh, the fashion. Yeah. How, did you make money during that time or were you just acting as an apprentice mm -hmm. during that time? Yeah, mm. it wasn't. It was it was for a blog. It wasn't paid. It was more about look at this amazing opportunity. You know, it's kind of those exposure type of opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. I learned a lot. I just I mean, I was it was just an amazing room to be in and place to be in. So to me, it was I wasn't getting paid, but I was like, OK, with it, because just to be there was wonderful. That is cool. Now, from that experience, where when 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 did you actually say, okay, I'm ready now. I'm ready to like venture out on my own. I've been shadowing this person for five years. I made mm -hmm. some great connections. I've seen a lot. When did you finally say, okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to just go all in. 
To be honest, it was more when people started asking me to do shoots for them. Um, and it didn't start with fashion uh, right away. It uh, it was more like the the family pictures, the headshot, friends that knew I was doing it. They were very supportive. My friends have always been very supportive. My family has always been very supportive. So they wanted to help me and, you know, give book me. They wanted they needed the work. So they, they knew me and, and they hired me to do it. Um, and many times I was like, oh, my gosh, are you sure you want me to do it? But I just did it. And that's how I learned. Um, then I started taking it more classes in the space that I really wanted to do, which was fashion shoot experiences for everyday women. Um, and then I started photographing models. I asked people to model for me, friends. And practice, 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 practice. And then I felt confident to start selling my services. When it comes to pricing, a lot of entrepreneurs make huge mistakes when it comes to pricing because they, they set their prices too low. Um, how did you know how to set the prices? Because I know for me, it took a long time for me to, to even get up the confidence to say, this is how much I'm going to charge. And I still struggle with that to this day because I feel like, oh, I want to help everybody mm -hmm. to be able to support uh, afford my products and services or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I still, even to, to this morning, I was like, ah, and that's that's a package that should be $3,000. And I'm sitting mm -hmm. here saying $9.97. So mm -hmm. how did you get to the point where you felt confident enough to say, you know what, this is my price point and I'm not bending on that? It took years. It took years, but it took mostly um, learning my business mindset, working on my mindset. And we've talked about this briefly before. It really all comes down to that. <clears throat> Valuing my work, um, knowing how much time I've put into learning what I do, uh, how much uh, money I've put into my equipment, you know, things like that, that um, in the beginning, I did not value it. I didn't, I didn't think I, you know, oh, I, I can't charge a thousand dollars for a photo shoot. You know, everybody else is charging two hundred and fifty dollars. That's, you know, I should probably charge two twenty five. And you know, and so I stopped when I stopped trying to um, undercut the other. You know, I, you know, just stop comparing myself really to other yeah. photographers. Still see what's happening in the space that in the area that I'm in. See, you know, what they're doing, um, and then start how do I can stand out so people can value the work. Yeah. You know, in this space, um, I feel like it's still predominantly male dominated. Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you navigate that? I'm sorry. How do you navigate that by being predominantly male dominated? Um, Standing out, finding ways to stand out. Um, my presentation, again, how I present myself. Um, you just have to jump in, honestly, just jump in. And and it's male, sometimes it may be male dominated. I don't know, maybe some women feel intimidated, but there's a lot of women in, in what doing what I do. Um, maybe not as known internationally or anything like that, but most two of my my biggest uh inspirations are women. I should say three. Um, of my biggest inspirations are women. I mostly follow women coaches, women uh photographers. Um, yeah, I just gotta kind of just jump in and do it. Have you found that um, when you went to get a job or present your business to somebody, they kind of gave you a side eye because you were a woman? Or did you think that that was a help for you to get more clients because you were a woman? Um, well, I tend to work with women. And so I think it really, really helps. Yeah, absolutely. It makes them feel very comfortable. Um I, the type of work that I do sometimes could be on a more intimate in the sense that I kind of go dig deep into their business and who they are personally as well. So maybe they feel more comfortable opening up to me, but um, I've had a, a good uh, response 
being a woman in this industry, I haven't felt it. Um, I haven't felt anybody like, you know, think differently because I was a woman. I, at least not, not that I felt it. So we have one. So one of our members, she's a, she's about to do a shoot with Sandra. And it was funny because I was on my way to vacation and um, she called me. She said, I need some help. And I said, what's going on? She says, I have to fill out this brand package for my pictures. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean a brand package for the picture? She said, there's a there's a brand package. I have no yeah. idea. I, I have never even looked at this type of stuff before. So what gave you the idea to put together a brand package to present to potential clients to, to, to so they can get pictures taken? Because, you know, when you think, OK, so you're a professional. I'm a novice. I'm not even a novice. I'm just a person on the other side. Right. Mm -hmm. I need some pictures. I'm just thinking, well, I'm going to show up at a photo mm -hmm, shoot. I'm going to take because mm -hmm. this is what I've always done. Take some clothes, take some makeup, do some changes, and that's it. No one has ever said, well, like this brand package. Mm -hmm. What made you come up with the concept of creating a brand package? Because I thought that was pretty doggone. And it was crazy because she's like, listen, put me on the calendar because I have no idea what I'm, what I'm doing. It was hilarious. What made yeah. you come up with that idea? Yeah. Um, well, I started realizing the more I worked with businesses or um, branding clients, that many didn't know who their client was, you know, how to represent themselves to their client. So I started realizing they need, I need to do more for them because I don't want them to walk away from our photo shoot with all these images. And at the, like um, six months later, a year later say, oh, this don't really, this doesn't really represent me. It's not really who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. So what I do, we do homework. We do work. I'm, um, I send them a guide where they have to answer a bunch of questions and probably four out of five people are like, I never thought about these questions before. Oh my God. And they get, it's, it's, it, it's difficult for them, but they love it at the same time because like, right. I do need to do this work. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't realize I needed to do this work. So we do, I guess it's a little bit of um, um, a coaching in there, you know, and how to help them come to the realization who they are, who their client is, how are they going to represent themselves for that client? So when she was going through the process, and I'm sure you've gone through this with all of your clients, what has, what has been some of the things that your clients discovered about themselves that they did not know until they actually went through your branding process, your branding questionnaire? Um, well, many of them, like I said, they didn't know how to uh, pinpoint who their client was, where, where to find their client, um, how to speak to them. I talked to them about telling a story through the images because that's really what branding is. Um, they didn't, they didn't, most people actually don't even know what branding is. Yeah. Some people have come to me for headshots. Oh, I need headshots. And I'm like, okay, well, let's dig a little deeper and say, what are you going to use? Find out what you're going to use them for. What, oh, I'm starting a business. I'm going to be a coach and, you know, I need some headshots because I'm, I'm building a website. I was like, well, it sounds like you need a branding shoot. Well, what's that? And we go through that. So then them realizing it's more than just a headshot. You know, it's um, um, figuring out how to find their client and how to tell a story. It sounds like when, when people first start out doing their business, they're really excited about getting a logo. Yes. And your business yes. is way more than just a yes. logo. People get lost in, 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 in translation when it comes to that. They want the colors. They want the logo. They want, mm -hmm. and, and that's great. You need those things, but there's so much more to all of that than just your mm -hmm. logo and the colors. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about the yeah, your your setup because I know photography can be expensive. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, my my daughter, her boyfriend is a photographer, and it was so funny because he he was going to take some pictures for I think it was my birthday, and I I said something, so I'm going to go get this lens, but the lens was two thousand dollars. I was like, look, do not go buy two thousand dollars lens for me, please. Talk about some of the equipment that you guys use. Because when he said that, I was like, he's going to do what? She's like, he's going to get this lens. It's cost yeah. $2,000. I was like, no, don't do that for me. So it was funny because I'm like, no, nah, I don't do that. So talk about the equipment. And somebody's just starting out right now. What do they need to start? Do they need to go out and spend the $2,000 mm-hmm. on the lens? Or can they just start no. with something simple? Yeah. First of all, it sounds like he wanted an excuse to buy that lens. And he used it for your birthday. <laughs> Shoot. Because I honestly, I've. There's been times I've, you know, kind of done something similar, um, but you don't need to. I started my career in doing photo shoots, getting paid photo shoots with a very old Canon entry level DSLR and a 50 millimeter lens. That's all I had for a very long time, for a year, like two years. And I did a lots of shoots with that and I got paid with do, using that camera. So you don't need, and it was all, I was all natural light. All I had was a reflector, a white reflector to reflect light. You know, there's a window, reflect some light back onto the subject. Um, That's all I had. That's all we showed up with for a a few years. Um, So you don't need really much of anything. I think think you're right because I was like, please don't buy a $2,000 camera lens on my behalf. (laughs) Um, I know that a lot of people that probably reach out to you about being a photographer and because, you know, it, it gives you the opportunity to be creative and just to make things beautiful. And I think that's amazing. Like, if you ever listen to Good Morning with Nat, I'm always on there trying to figure out how to be creative. And I, I it, listen, my husband has bought me a, a pottery wheel. Oh, yeah. uh, I have resin. I have molds. I have, all, I have jewelry making kits. All of these things. I got a T-shirt press, a hat press, a mug because I want to be creative, but I'm not creative. So the person that's looking at this interview right now, and they think, I really want to do photography. Do you have to be a creative? Do you have to have a cre- Now, I am creative when it comes to business. I'm, I'm that creative person. Like I can sit and talk to somebody and come up with a whole business and marketing plan in a matter of minutes in my head and then spit it out to them. But if I have to draw a straight line, that's a no for me. But a person that's thinking, I really want to, it, it's my passion, but I don't, I'm like, gorgeous. I can't draw a straight line. I can't shoot a picture. My hand won't stay steady. What do you say to that person? Um, practice. You know, I think we're all creative. We were all born creative. If you look at these little, you have your granddaughter, I have my daughter, you look at their ideas and their creativity. You're like, wow, was I this way when I was their age? You know, and we were all that way. We were all born that way. Um, some people kind of get pushed away from it by either the education system, their parents want them to be mm-hmm. more academic. Um, and some people it's honed in them. It's, it's supported, you know, so it really depends, but I think we could all tap in back into that, um, by, for a photographer, I would suggest, um, studying the different types of photography that is out there. Cause sometimes you have to figure out what, which one you want to do. There's so many different types. Do you want to do landscape? Do you want to do architecture? Do you want to do people? Do you want to do pets? You know, there's so many. And just practice, you know, practice, practice, practice. And it took me years. You know, it says, they say it takes 10 years to be an expert at your craft, yeah. right? Was it 10,000 hours or something like that? Or, yes. And um, so you have to work towards that. Yeah, I think it's think, possible. Do you think when you were younger, you say you've been doing, you had a camera for a long time. How, how when we go back, how far back did you start with the with, with photography? Were you like seven, three, four? What was, what no, was I was um, more in uh, middle school. I was in middle school, I think when, I mean, I always liked 
uh, photography, but I think that's when I, yeah, middle school, if I remember correctly, um, I started bringing the cameras to school. And, but I always bought all the fashion magazines, not because I was a fashionista, but because I was obsessed with the pictures, with the photography in, the, in them. And I had stacks and stacks and stacks of old fashion magazines. And my mother would always threaten to throw them out. And I would say, no, I need them. And I would just go through them all the time and just look at the pictures. You know, now that's interesting. Did your mom ever, or your parents ever say at any point, well, you know what? Maybe you should go into photography like early on before you went off to college. Because I think for me, when I went to college, I was very good in math and science, which makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. now. But no one told me to go to school to be an engineer, which I think I would have been a daggone good engineer because mm -hmm. I'm a problem solver. They told me to go to be an accountant. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I went to be an accountant. I was like, yeah, this is not going to work. Then mm -hmm. I did nothing because I didn't have that guidance. Do you think your parents were thinking about, you know, maybe she, go, she should go to be a photographer or they say, don't do that. That's not going to make you any money because, you know, the creatives, that's what you normally get. You can't make any money doing it. Did you get that from, from your parents? I got a lot of support. My mom, um, I come from a, my mom and my grandmother were both business people. You know, my grandmother uh, was uneducated and she owned a store in her country. She counted on her fingers how to figure out the math and how, how much to charge people. She did that. She put all her children through private school doing that. Um, and then my mom also had a little side business selling stuff. And I just continued that. And um, she wanted me to do whatever made me happy. If it was photography or anything else. Um, and she was very supportive. Yeah. Never said not to do it. She was excited. She was always excited when I would tell her that, I'm, you know, oh, I got a new client. She would always so excited and happy. Yeah, that's what my mom was too. Like I, I could come with, and I used to come with a lot of ideas. Like that was mm -hmm. my problem. She and whatever I came to my mom with, yeah. she always supported. And she's like, "What do you need me to do?" I think, I think that was her way of kind of living through me. Because I asked her one time, "Was there something that you really wanted to do?" And the one thing she said to me was start like a nonprofit for children. But she didn't get a mm -hmm. chance to do that. She passed mm -hmm. away in 2021 from COVID, right. and uh, I wasn't a big kids person, so I was like, "Ooh, that's the one business restaurants and." I don't know about that. That's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, but, but I think when I would come to her with these ideas, it gave her the opportunity to do something in the entrepreneurial space without having to actually do it herself. Right. So I understand that whole support thing. Yeah. Um, if you could sit down and have dinner with your favorite photographer, who would that be? Annie Leibovitz. Oh. <laughs> they said it right away. Cause she's my main influence. That's the one I, I follow since I was a child. I've been wow. following her. Um, I admire her work. I've always loved her style of work. Uh, it's moody. You know, it tells a story. There's emotion in all of her images. Uh, I, I'm not going to say I love every picture that she's done, but I love her simplicity a lot of times. Um, and the fact that she's been, she's a woman in this industry for so many years. She's like, you say Anna Leibovitz, like people in this space, they are like, oh my gosh, yes, we know who she is. Um, so I, I really admire her. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of her. Um, thinking about your your clientele, you started in, in just taking pictures of family and friends. How did you manage to say, you know what, I don't want to take babies. I don't want to do weddings, mm -hmm. you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. What, what made you say, I want to work with women in mm -hmm. business versus, you know, the babies? and Because like you said, I feel like there's so many, like I was, I was thinking about something the other day. Well, not the other day, today. So my granddaughter is, is going to start competition, um, cheerish competition. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I know it's got to be a photographer taking pictures. So we're going to get all the pictures because mm -hmm. I, I'm a football aunt. So I follow both my nephews as they play football. And the photographers, the, the photographers will come out 
and they would take the most amazing pictures. Of course, everybody bought the pictures. Mm -hmm. So how did you make the jump from like, I don't want to deal with all them people. I just want to deal with this group of women. What made you decide to go that route? Well, I, I felt like I needed to try out different things. And I was always trying out, oh, you know what? I think I'm, I'm going to give it a go with newborns. At one point, I said that. Um, but I realized I was kind of not focused. You know, it wasn't really focusing in. So I was kind of getting it from here, from this. And, oh, I need a headshot. Oh, I need family pictures. Oh, I need um, my um, a maternity picture, which I still enjoy doing maternity pictures. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wanted to just become a little more focused on and once I put that energy out and my images start reflecting the type of work I'm doing, I was just going to, I knew I was going to keep getting more of that work. Um, and I do enjoy, like I said, working with women. I, I relate, obviously. Um, I, a lot of women that I've worked with when it comes to like doing beauty shoots, for example, they're doing it for a personal reason, some sort of, you know, the divorce or um, they've never took a picture their whole life and now they're almost... 60 years old and you know they never had a portrait beautiful portrait taken so there's a lot of emotional reasons why women come and come to me to do a portrait session and I can relate to that you know and I felt a connection there with women you know, I mean it, I, I I just I really enjoy it I really enjoy working with um, women now and then business owners business owners like myself who are trying to represent themselves uh, some are single mothers um, or they're just really good at what they do, but they're just not, they don't know how to market themselves. So I just like helping, helping them with that. So that's a good segue into our next part, marketing. Have you done any paid marketing or has it all been word of mouth and referrals? I've tried paid marketing in the past. Um, I've tried Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, I even did a rate. <laughs> I remember this now back in Connecticut when we first moved there and we were doing weddings. We wanted to do weddings. I should say wanted to do weddings. Um, we paid a radio station to do a, a raffle, you know, someone could win a wedding package just to get that experience, you know, start building that portfolio. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've tried different things. Um, and after 15 years doing this, Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Connection marketing is the best way. Going out into the community. That's been my best best way of, of finding my ideal client, um, going to the spaces where I know they're going to be. Um, and just even just connecting on, you know, just making friends and just building my network. I'm new here in Atlanta, re- relatively new. I just relaunched my business this year. So I'm right now that's what's working for me. Uh, but I have tried those other ways, Facebook groups, you know, dropping a comment saying, Oh, I'm a photographer. Someone is looking for a photographer. I would do that. Um, again, not, not the best way for me. They didn't really have a return. Wow. You know, that's interesting too, because most people, the first thing they think about is I'm going to run a Facebook ad and to run a Facebook ad, you guys, that's a science. So don't Mm -hmm. even waste your time and money trying to figure out how to do it yourself. You need to really work with the expert on it. I've, I've run ads for clients before that got results. But when I tell you, it took me a good week just to figure out the the Facebook board, like the the manager, the ads manager, that's a science. And so if you're thinking about doing Facebook ads, Find a, find a professional. Don't just go in there dropping money because you don't know what you're doing. You're going to waste money. And Facebook yeah. does not play. You could put an ad up and it, it could be kicked off of, for a variety of reasons. I think I, I ran an ad one time. It was a picture of a woman. It was a health, it was a health ad. It was a weight loss ad. Ran for the client and they kept kicking it back. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Well, the ad had a tape measure around her waist and you could see just like the skin up. They kicked the ad back for that wow, reason. Weird. It was crazy. So, but that that helped me perfect like how to run ads. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna no, don't call me because I don't run them anymore. <laughs> so, but I did before, like in the marketing. My company is marketing, so I will run Facebook ads for clients and stuff like that. It is a science, and if you yeah. don't understand the science, you will lose a lot of money. So, I think it it also depends on what business you're in, right? Like a restaurant running an ad might do well because it's they want people mm-hmm. to know what you know who they are. They they're open they're calling anybody like they want anybody to come to the restaurant practically. Um, but it really depends. I think service-based businesses have to be careful with that. Yeah. You have to be careful. Yeah. And you got to just, just consult a professional. That's all I'm going to say about yes. that. Cause yes. you can lose yes. a lot yes. with ads. And I, I heard somebody say the other day, they ran $5,000 worth of ad and then make one sale. I was like, <gasps> what? but yeah. that's because they didn't know what they were doing. Um, and so they lost a lot of money. Um, Thinking back to when you first started to where you are right now, what's your vision for the rest? Like, what's your what's your next three year vision? Because I know we have these vision boards. We do these parties. We talk about these things. What's what's next? Like, what's the next big thing you want to accomplish with your business? Uh, it's funny you bring up you say that number three years because my husband and I have been talking about business ideas and plans for the next three years, where we want to be in three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that's a good amount of time to kind of know where you want to be and grow something. Uh, right now I'm working on scaling, scaling my business. Cause I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm the only, I'm the one stop shop. I'm like the only photographer right now. So I'm working on scaling that, uh, adding associate photographers. You know, I, I have clients in New York, I have clients in South Florida and I have traveled to them. Uh, when I'm in town, I say, I'm, I'm here, I'm shooting, but, they have to wait till I'm there. Some people wait to a couple of years until I come back, but I, wow. yeah. Cause I have built these relationships with these clients and one client I've been photographing her for 10 years already wow. uh, through all different stages in her life. She from um, beauty shoe where she was single 
to maternity when she was having a baby. And then now she started a business, her own business. So she's, we've worked together. So I have built these really good relationships and I would like, you know, to have people in those areas that, you know, I can send to them. So scaling my business, um, seeing what else the businesses I'm working with need and seeing how I can provide those services. You know, I've worked with a lot of creatives and I consider you a creative and a lot of times they don't focus on the business side. So Mm -hmm. when you think about scaling, are you going to be the management side or are you going to continue to do the business or are you going to put someone in place to oversee the operations? Is that something your husband going to do? He's going to help me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's uh he's gonna help me some. Um the operations part we're we'll probably work on it together. Um right now we're in the process of figuring out our roles because yeah. um not gonna lie, we've tried it before and we didn't have the roles really, you know, ironed out who's gonna mm-hmm. do what. And when we were mm-hmm. kind of trying to thinking that I, like my my area is the creative side, you know, and so it was like, Why are you giving me advice on how to do my my job? You know, so I could, I'll remind the advice, but I'd rather we have, you know, he's agreed, let's try it this way. And so far, we're already agreeing on so much and just like the communication is much better on how we're going to run things going forward. Now, that's pretty cool because my husband and I have tried that too. It doesn't work. So we haven't figured it out yet. As a matter of fact, we celebrate our 20th anniversary, uh, 20th marriage anniversary next month. And I remember when we were dating, we used to take these long drives and I would have a, a legal pad and I'd be writing out things, we making plans and none of that has worked. So mm-hmm. uh, how do you separate, how are you going to separate business from family? Because right. I think that has, that was a problem for us. Like we just, we, we couldn't figure out how to make it work. So yeah. to keep the marriage intact, yes. it's like, yes. I'm going to stay over on this side and you go ahead and go back to work and I'm going to do my thing over here. How, right. how do you plan on making sure that that stays intact? Because that right. could be a little touchy. We talked about that because uh, same like you, we've tried multiple times and it didn't really work. Um, And this time right off the bat, we both said we have to be able to separate business and personal. Um, I think communication is huge. I mean, and and we've, again, like you, we've tried, didn't work. So we know how we need to change and we have to be very conscious of it, you know, and um, not take things personal in the business side of things. That's Mm -hmm. huge. That's huge. If I say I don't like your idea, I'm not saying I don't like you. I'm saying I don't like your idea. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying something wrong with us. I don't like your idea, you know. So, um, so yeah, just being able to communicate, you know, and and not take things personal. That's a huge one. And compromise. Just like in marriage, a business partnership, you have to compromise. You have to learn. You're not going to get everything your way, you know, and maybe, you know, you have to try to find a, a compromise. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think for me and my husband, I'm I'm business all all day and twice on Sunday. So that's that's one. <laughs> so I don't I'm not a I'm not I'm not saying he's a slacker, but it's like, OK, did you do this? Like, this is me. And, you know, what was crazy. I, I think a lot of people within I didn't recognize this about myself, but people like, oh, you're very analytical. And I was like, who me? Because I never saw myself. I saw myself as being creative, not analytical because I like all right brain things, but when it comes to focusing and doing things, I guess I'm very left brain. Mm. And so, and so is he, which is, a, which is, which is surprising. Cause I would say, you know, we need to get this done. That, and so, it, and then I would do all these things and I'm like, okay, so you didn't, I'm waiting for you to do your part. And so right. I just decided, you know, we're going to leave there right where it is. Not right there. We're going to stay right there. And we've been fine ever since. So I'm cool with that. Um, what's your favorite equipment? Cause I know, um, my, my, my baby, I call her my baby. She's my granddaughter. I wanted to 
she likes pictures. So we bought her a little, the camera is so cute. So it was a Kodak, but it's, and it's really tiny, but it's just, it's something mm -hmm. she's for y'all. So she doesn't need mm -hmm. like expensive equipment, but at some point, because she really gets into taking pictures and the other morning before she went to school, she calls me every morning at nine o'clock before she goes to school. So she had the headphones on. I said to her, what are you doing? She says, I'm editing a video. I'm working. Stop. And I said, I said, oh, okay. And she was into it. She didn't even eat breakfast. She had the headphones on. She's at the laptop. She told me she was editing a video. She was working. And I said, okay. I said, mommy and daddy, they're in your way. She's like, yes. And I said, okay. So, you know, people that are looking, oh my gosh, she's a, she's, she's a piece of work. Um, mm -hmm. People that are watching, they probably want to know, what do you do? What kind of equipment you use right now? Because when you started, equipment was different. What are you using right now? Um, well, my I did start differently on a different um, body of camera. I, I was always with Canon mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, then I was ready to go into the mirrorless space, but Canon had not released a mirrorless. And I was really, my camera was old at that point. I really needed, and it was very heavy. And I was starting to get like neck issues and back issues and wrists, you know, holding the camera for such a long time. So I went to Sony. So I used to shoot with a Sony A7R3. Um, now it's about a five-year-old or six-year-old camera. Um, and then I edit on a MacBook. Yeah. Wow. You know, now you said something that was interesting because I said to myself, I've seen, so I had a friend, she's a photographer. Sandra, when I tell you, she was taking pictures in bushes off the top of the roof. She was mm -hmm. had people in the middle of the street. I mean, the work is amazing. She's mm -hmm. extremely creative. Mm -hmm. But I just say to myself, you know, how do you, you're down on your knees, you're crawling around, you're mm -hmm. in the bushes. She does all these crazy things. So you said it was, it was bothering you. It was calling you some health, health issues. Talk about that a little bit uh, for a little bit, because I don't think people think about the physical side of it. They think I'm just going to take my camera, I'm going to hold it and take some pictures. Yeah. What's the physical <clears throat> side of that? Well, that's another reason why I've kind of just or um, niched myself into like what I know now what I want to do because my, the physical issues that I have, I have terrible, terrible back issues. Um, I, you know, sometimes my, 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 my wrist hurts from all the editing that I've done in the past, not having the right setup for my editing, just editing on my laptops anywhere. It's not the best way. Um, also do using the mouse to edit versus a mm -hmm. tablet with a pen, which I switched to many years ago. That was, that was really helpful. Um, and neck pains, you know, so I don't do the events anymore. I've done it. I've done the weddings, um, being on my feet for a very long time is just not something that, you know, it's, it's good for me anymore. So now the, the portrait studio, I will, that's the other thing I, I would go on location. This is the, my recently is my first time since I, I'm able to have my own studio space, a small studio space. Um, and I love mm -hmm. that because all my stuff is, I don't have to carry it anywhere. I've always carried my yeah. gear on location, which I still do for bigger jobs, but, um, just, making it easier on myself and my body. Yeah. So I've had to adjust. Talk about editing for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it comes to editing, because now you have so much competition with this kind of filtering, that kind of filtering. You know, oh, yes. I, I was watching a, a, um, I was watching the video last night on TikTok. They got a wedding filter. So it was a girl and she hit a filter and then she was in full-blown wedding gear. Has that caused a... Mm -hmm not a problem, but like, has that also been like a competition point when you think about the work that you do? Because do you, can you give people that raw footage and, and, and like let them edit it themselves or do you continue to edit? Yeah. How, how has that been? Um, so for branding, 
clients it depends on the on the branding client um some mm -hmm. people have their look down they know what how they want their images to look and i will give them slightly edited but not fully edited images just like mm -hmm. you know skin retouching exposure just the basics and then i send them i if they want that I'll, i'm going i can do that send them their images where they will apply the filter that they like for their look um so that's not a problem um in the branding space that's that's not a problem because it's understood you have your brand and you if you have your your what you they've been your clients have already been seeing you put out so you have to be consistent um now in the beauty space when i do photo shoots for maturity or anything like that i fully edit everything um but there is a big no-no that all photographers say is you don't apply a filter over the fully edited image because you just erased everything i did Oh. So, you know, and then some of these filters really aren't flattering to the image, you know, so it doesn't yeah. really showcase. And then you're putting out the photographer's work and it seems like that photographer mm -hmm. edited it that way. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Ooh, let's talk about that one. Mm -hmm. So I was in a meeting you before last with the with the someone who was running for political office and um he had a photographer now i knew that you know sometimes you don't own the pictures i don't care if you pay for them or not and so i said to him and this guy so i was in the the, the initial meeting with him and the photographer and he was very um professional but he was a little rigid and i said to him after the meeting i said who's going to own your who's going to own the pictures once she once he takes them for you he's he says what are you making i'm going to own them i'm paying for them i was like nah, you might want to check with him because mm -hmm. because you pay for them doesn't necessarily mean you own them and he said i've never heard that before so he went back to the photographer and he asked the question hey do are these going to be my pictures he's like well you could use them but you can't change them and he, he he named a whole bunch of things that he could not do he said in order for you to do these you had to pay he had to pay another additional $1200 He's like, I had never heard. So, but I was glad that I mentioned it to him because I would hate to him to have put those pictures somewhere that he really could not use mm -hmm, them. So mm -hmm. how does that work with you? Like once, once people come to you, who actually owns the right to the pictures? I own the right to the pictures. Um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're allowed to use them for an agreed use. You know, if it's a maternity, a beauty shoot, glamour shoot, then, you know, personal use most of the time. You can't go mm -hmm. and put them in, I don't know put him on some a book and like sell him you know 50,000 copies all over the world whatever you want to call you can go ahead and do that now for branding images you know we come to an agreement as to what are you going to use them for you can use them for your marketing that of course you know that's the whole purpose of the branding shoot so that's why there may be a cost difference 
um, when it comes to branding because they are allowed to make money off of my images using their mm-hmm. my my work basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, the photographer owns the rights. Whoever clicked the shutter. That's what they, as they say it, that they're the owner of that picture. Now, if um, like in your friend's case, yeah, he would have had to pay, and that's not that bad, twelve hundred dollars to own the rights. Some places will be like thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to own the rights because it really depends on what they're going to use them for. Yeah. So now let me ask you this because this has always <clears throat> been a question, and I know you probably can answer this. If I'm taking a picture, let's say again, this is a government official i shoot that person's picture and i did the shutter i hit the shutter can i use that picture or that person likeness for what i want to use for because i took the picture well i think that's a gray area nowadays um i know in the past it was you're a public person you're you know if you're in a public area where there was a lot of other people you know then it's allowed that's your image you could do whatever you want with that picture um, and now, I now with AI coming out and people kind of manipulating things, I think this, that's going to change somewhat. It should. I mean, I wouldn't want my image being put on doing, putting, being put out there doing something that I was, wasn't doing, you know, and they're doing that. So, yeah. um, yeah, so really, really in the past, like I said, it was allowed. Um, but uh, celebrities especially are pushing back on a lot of that. So there may be some change coming. All right, you got you got entrepreneurs, a, a potential entrepreneurs that are listening to this interview right now. They want to start a photography business. What are three things that you can tell them to help them get started in this space, and and, and what to look out for? Three pros and three cons. Mm, okay, so uh, the three things to look out for in this space is getting taken advantage of. You know, especially when you're starting out, which is fine because you need the exposure, you need the experience. But there's a certain point you need to know, okay, I've been doing this for this many years or I've done this many shoots. I don't need the exposure anymore. You know, I need to get paid. That's that's probably one of the big, big ones. Um, Learning to the back end of your business, not just the creative side. You must learn sales, marketing um, for your business. Um, I didn't do that in the beginning. It took me a long time. I used to, when my husband's always been into marketing and business since I've known him and he loves that conversation, but he would tell me like, you need to learn to do this. I, like, I hate this. I hate this part of the business. I would just want to take pictures. And he's like, you have to learn to run your business. So now I love it. Now I love that side of the business. Um, and working on valuing yourself, your mindset. That's a huge one mindset because mm-hmm. that's going to help you price yourself. That's going to help you not being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you um, figure out who your client is as well. You know, so um, really working on your mindset and your blockers, any blockers that you may have because, you know, we all have them. We all have them. Um, the cons, you know, it is a very competitive business. Um, like you said before, it's a very male dominated business for, you know, when, if, if it's a woman like me, but do you can't let that stop you. Um it in learning cons, you know, you have to learn time management, you know, where you need to stop working. I still work, struggle with that yeah. you know, because you love what you do, especially when you love what you do. Yeah. There is no time off. You're always working, uh, but you need to, your family needs you to, you know, if you have a family, you need to learn to stop and time man- manage your time very well. Um, let's see what other con um, finance is just, you know, you know, like not, like we were saying before, not spending on gear that you don't need. 
You don't yeah. need, you know, you really don't need to have all the lenses, all the lights. I've, I've known many photographers who have tons of lenses and they maybe use two because those are their favorite lenses. But just in case we have this one, just in case you have that one, you can rent them. You can rent the gear. I think that can become an addiction. Like yes. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I first started out in business, right? And my husband, he was, he, we weren't married yet. He was, he's supposed to be an investor, but we, 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 we eventually got married, but I would order courses. I became a course junkie. Oh, so yes. I would order cut courses and hide them. This is when they mailed your course to the house, right? They don't do that. Oh, yeah. Everything is digital. So the boxes would come. And before he came home, I would hide the course because it was like, I was a junkie for courses. So I feel like photography can be one of those things. Like I'm a, I'm a gadget junkie right now. Like I love gadgets, right? Mm -hmm. I had, I got so many microphones y'all is unbelievable. So every Christmas, they said, what do you want for Christmas? I either say a microphone or a laptop or some kind of digital something. This year, they wouldn't give me any of that. Like, you're not getting that. I was like, but that's what I want. So I can feel like, I feel like that can become a real live, a real live a habit just mm -hmm. buying stuff because mm -hmm. it's exciting to open up something new and yet your justification is, is for the business but also uh, courses are a big one in photography too i have been known to own a lot of courses you know all <laughs> types of courses technique business marketing all that but it's also an excuse to not like sometimes to not to start or mm -hmm. you know so it's for some people you know so mm -hmm. like like oh well i'm not really I'm not really professional unless I have this, you know, I'm not really professional unless I learn this technique or, you know, or, or, or it's, again, maybe it's some sort of, they feel like they need it because they need to get better. Uh, maybe they do, but I think it should, you shouldn't make sure you're buying it for the right reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you actually have a well-paying job that requires you to use a, the widest lens there is out there, then, okay, you write it off, you know, you put it as part of the job. Right. But if you're you just wanted to have it just in case because you want to start promoting in this this type of work, start getting the work first, you know, and then, you know, rent it in the beginning. If you don't have the money, rent the gear. Um, and then once you start, you know, you know, you like the work doing that work, because what if you hate it and you, mm -hmm. you bought this really expensive piece of equipment? Right. right. Um, so, yeah, I know I've, I've been there. So you told us who your favorite photographer. Uh, photographer is who would you like to shoot and you can um, shoot one person who would that be oh i mean i'm gonna be a little cheesy here but i love j-lo <laughs> i'm from new york she's a latina yeah i love she's done she's done yeah. so much for the latinas you know the way you know she started where she, I know she came from. She's from the Bronx. I know where she came from. I remember seeing her on uh, A Living Color as a backup dancer. You know, I saw her whole yeah. journey. And, yeah. I, you know, um, I think it would be fun. And she's super creative. She'd be down to yeah. try almost anything because she's so into fashion. So I think it would be a fun shoot. Is that on your vision board? It should be. You're right. I hear you. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You know, I, it's just something you kind of like, oh, that would be fun. But yeah, I should put it on my vision board. You're right. You should put it in. Because I, I feel like J-Lo would be a lot of fun. J-Lo is a powerhouse. And, yes. you know, I remember when she was dancing on 11 Color because we all loved it. Yes. Because it was, a, it was a show that was about, you know, diversity. And it was mm -hmm. on national television. So everybody watched it in Living Color. Everybody watched mm -hmm. that. So it was mm -hmm. great to see her. But that's pretty doggone cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I, when you get to shoot her... um. 
I need you to tell her about the Gwinnett Women's Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> And I need you to make sure that I'm in the room. Yes. You know, I'm, I can bring coffee. Yes. You know, I can bring, I don't know she eat donuts, you know, maybe empanadas yeah. or something. I don't know. Whatever We're going to need a big team and I'll make yeah. sure I, you're included in that. Yes. Thank you. I will appreciate that. I appreciate that. This relationship, connection, marketing. Yes. Yes. Doing. Exactly. <laughs> so listen, any last words before we, before we say goodbye? Well, I want to thank you. Uh, you have created an amazing group of women. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of the Gwinnett Women's Chamber um, at the launch. I just loved everything you spoke about, what you what you want the chamber to represent. And um, I joined as a founder because I see the potential in the chamber. And I'm just I just love what you're doing and just highlighting. And I could tell you're you're really doing it out of a place of service that you really enjoy highlighting women in their business and. Um, I'm just so thankful that I, I was there and I was able to join. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. I do. I've been doing this for a long time. I've had so many women ventures. I've had women TV shows. I've had women magazines. I even had the first women's newspaper in, in New Jersey called Women in Business Today, oh, which we're back 360 degrees with this show, Women in Business Today. Yes. So um, this started out as a show, a radio show, then a TV show, a newspaper. Now we're back 20 years, 23 years later. We're back, cool. <laughs> we're back doing the same thing. So thank you for being a member. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for your support. Thank you for always showing up. I appreciate that. <clears throat> oh, yeah, my pleasure. All right. Listen, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Be sure to follow Sandra. Her website is there. <clears throat> you tell me your website. Man, yeah, I'm, my I'm website is... Uh... <laughs> It's okay. My website is sandramadere.com, M-A-D-H-E-R-E. You can connect with me there. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Send me a message, follow me, connect with me, and you know, just have us have coffee. That's right, have coffee. If you like this episode, there's another one tomorrow. <clears throat> be sure to go to GwinnettWomen'sChamber.com. You'll see it there. Or go to LinkedIn, you'll see it there. We'll be back tomorrow with another great woman. She has an amazing story. <clears throat> She came from an abusive relationship. She had twin boys and she's doing amazing things. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. And then that's like six o'clock tomorrow. So just um go to LinkedIn. It's there. Go to the website. It's there as well. We'll be back again tomorrow. I got to go because I'm I'm over here choking. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> okay. Have a, Thank the you. You're welcome. You too. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Talk Business with Audrey. Talk Business with Audrey. Bringing you another powerful resource to help you start or grow your business so that you can live the boss life. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the show now, share it with your friends, and drop Audrey a note over at www.talkbusinesswithaudrey.biz. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.